listening to the Insightful Nutrition Podcast, the podcast that highlights creators and innovators of algae-friendly and alternative products, businesses, and services, sharing their entrepreneurial journey. I am your host, Nicole Farkasin. Let's get the show rolling. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Inside for Nutrition podcast. I am your host, Nicole Farkasin, a Jamaican podcaster born and raised in Jamaica. So I want to welcome everyone who is listening, whether you're new to the podcast or if you're a returning listener, I want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. Just trying a little something. So for those of you who don't know what the Inside for Nutrition podcast is all about, The podcast is about highlighting the creators of allergy-free and alternative brands, businesses, and services. The creators can be founders, owners, CEO, managers, administrators, co-managers, and anyone else in charge of the operations of the organization, Facebook groups or social groups, LinkedIn groups, apps, and restaurants. Now, I can also be an author of a book that helps persons with their multiple food allergies. So it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be a brand or service that does business transactions. And it can also mean that they're in charge of a nonprofit organization as well. So the reason why I created this podcast is because I really want to learn more from these people who decided to make something in their home as they have multiple food allergies and saw the need to create products that would not only help them, but help other people with multiple food allergies too. So if you're listening to this episode, I would like for you to take a screenshot of you listening to the episode and create an Instagram story and tag the Inside for Nutrition podcast on Instagram on whatever podcast platform you listen to and let me know what were your takeaways from this episode and previous episode as well. This will let me know if you're enjoying listening to the episodes of the Insafi Nutrition Podcast. Now, I would also love for you to sign up on the Insafi Nutrition Podcast email list. Now, this would be an email sent straight to your email, no spam included. That would include alerts on new episodes of the Insafi Nutrition Podcast and any special announcements. So be sure to look into your show notes on your podcast platform. Click on sign up on the email list to get updates on new podcast episodes and enter the required information required so that you can be informed when a new episode is published online. So let's get straight into introducing our guest for today. He is our first international guest from the UK, Charles Burns, the creator and founder of the Allergy app. Now the Allergy app is an app available on iPhones and it will be available on Android soon that makes dining out with dietary requirements at a restaurant easier. The app allows users to define their dietary requirements, whether they have allergies, intolerances, or choices, be presented with a geolocated list of restaurants, and then shown tailored menus for each restaurant based on their requirements. Now, Charles Burns created the Allergy app after he was frustrated trying to navigate menus to avoid gluten and lactose after discovering that he was intolerant to both gluten and lactose. His perception is that there should be a standardized format 
for displaying both allergens and a dish suitability to a person's particular dietary requirements. For example, if they are a vegan or a celiac or simply just want to adhere to a specific diet on any given day. The Allergy app currently has over 17,000 restaurants on the platform. It has been featured in the UK's number one vegan magazine, Vegan Food and Living, and the Allergy app has been nominated as an Innovation Award finalist this year at the Restaurant and Takeaway Innovation Expo. Now, Charles has previously been in commercial and store management functions for global supermarket giant Tesco. Notably, he sat on their inaugural Young People's Panel, where he reverse-mentored many of their senior board members for Tasco PLC. More recently, Charles led a turnaround of his family's jewelry business from near the brink of collapse into a profitable, sustainable company set up for the future, winning two awards in the process. Watch Pro's Hot 100 Retail Titan and Sovarovsky Partner Store of the Year. A serial entrepreneur, Charles successfully raised £250,000 in seed investment for his startup, Watch Marketplace, which aimed to create a transparent way for watch connoisseurs and dealers to trade. Otherwise, from his entrepreneurial journey, he appeared and was featured as a contestant for eight weeks on the BBC's Apprentice Season 13 at the age of 24 as a serial entrepreneur. This has been watched by 7 million people. He's also the host of Too Many Cooks podcast. Now, let's get into the conversation with Charles Burns, the founder and owner of the Allergy app. Hello, Charles. How are you? I think we'll be okay. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming to the Inside for Nutrition. And I'm so intrigued that you reach out to me, you know, with the same goals that we have, that we can just help people with their food allergies. And I'm so excited that you are willing to participate in this. Absolutely. No, it's, um, I actually did a, I do a weekly what I call burning issues, a bit of a play on words with my surname being Burns about kind of this last week's one last year I did yesterday was all about my life mission. And my life mission is all about enabling people to be successful. And part of that is like the food allergies and the eating out and with any dietary requirement or restriction, like it feeds into that, pardon the pun, to help people in any way that I can. So um, yeah, it's great to be with you and, and thanks for having me. So who is Charles Burns? That is a very deep question. How long have you got? Um, so who am I? I well, I've, in the UK, I'm known probably most for appearing on The Apprentice, um, which I don't know if you've heard of it, maybe you have, but it's effectively a 12-week um, a process on television. Um, very, very popular show. Probably the second most popular show in the UK, watched by like seven or eight million people. Um, and it's a business show. And the idea is that you, you pitching your business and your skills to a billionaire who then will invest in your company if you're successful. That's what I'm probably best known as. Um, my potted history, my family were in retail jewelry. I did that for a short while. I worked for the largest 
retail in the UK, which is Tesco, which is a large supermarket chain. Um, I then came back into family business, worked there for a bit. I then went on to the apprentice show. And then following that, I came in a roundabout fashion to Allergy, which is the, the business that I'm involved with now. So what was life like before you created Allergy? Um, good. I mean, I had a very, I've had a very fortunate upbringing that I've never wanted for anything. Um, I was married and divorced in this in a period of time, which which is what it is. Um, but generally, very very positive. I had some mental health um, troubles, which are well documented as well. Um, but if I look across the whole piece, um, I had a very comfortable upbringing. Never wanted for anything. We had all the material possessions one could want, um, and very fortunate in that respect. And from my parents' perspective, they've always been very supportive of whatever choice I've decided to to go down, whatever route I've decided to go down. So yeah, very, very fortunate in that respect. Why did you want to start creating allergy? So um, it's very simple. I am an entrepreneur in the sense that whenever I do anything or, or involved with any process or interact with a product or a service or a business, I'm always thinking, how could this be improved? So I'm, I'm not being critical to be negative, but I'm being constructively critical um, of myself, of others that have very, very high standards. And so when it comes to allergy, there's a point in time about 18 months ago now, maybe a year plus so ago, I should say, where I was eating out and I was diagnosed as lactose intolerant and also gluten intolerant. And I was eating out an awful lot. And I just noticed that depending on where I ate out and who was serving me at the time, depended on who knew whether or not the food was suitable for me. Now, fortunately for me, if there is any milk in a dish or there is any gluten in a dish, I'm not going to have anaphylactic shock and it's not going to cause a massive issue. It's just uncomfortable. And I just started to realize where well, there must be a better way before you go into a restaurant, whilst you're in a restaurant, to understand what's in each dish. So I did what everyone would do. You search on Google, you go on the Apple App Store or Google Play Store or whatever, and there was nothing out there. So I'm like, hold on a minute. I can't be the only person in this position that is struggling to eat out with restrictions, dietary restrictions or requirements. And that was where the idea was born. Now, how did the name of Allergy came up? Yeah, sure. So... Um, I wanted something that's very memorable. I wanted a name that works globally. So whether, whether where you are in Jamaica or the United States or anywhere, Asia, Europe, it would translate well. Um, and allergy just works and it's allergy spelt with an I rather than a Y. Um, it's catchy. It's simple. It says what it does. Um, and that, I, I, I said this to a friend of the day. There was when I first passed my driving test when I was 17, that's the age of the UK that you can pass your test. My driving instructor gave me a key ring that said, Simplicity is genius. And that's something that I've carried on throughout my life. So, you know, I'm also reading a book, I was just reading this book before called um, Setting the Table by a guy called Danny Mayer, who's a very, very famous restaurateur in New York. And his father, he said to his father one day, He's like, Look, I'm, I've got this new restaurant. What do I call it? He said, Well, where's the restaurant base? He says, Well, it's in Union Square. So his father said, well, simple, call it Union Square Cafe. Then he opened another restaurant somewhere else. And he, so basically the point is people overcomplicate logos, brands, names, 
call it what it is. Make it simple. People understand what allergy stands for, what it is, without me even explaining. And that's really uh, the key to business, in my opinion. Now, carry me through the process of the structure of allergy, the licensing, the marketing, promotion, or and finances. Sure. So, um, we started very much so. So, in a previous business, um, in between this and on the apprentice, I received two hundred and fifty thousand pounds of investment from an investor, and it changed for a different business in the luxury watch market, wristwatch wise, and it changed the entire way of my life, it changed the entire way I ran the business and it all became horrible. The relationship was very fractured. The guy wasn't, wasn't a good guy, in my opinion, and everything else. So I gave him his money back. So what's happened this time is I've gone very, very different. I thought to myself, right, I do want this to be a global billion dollar business. There's no question that's what I'm aiming for. However, I won't go after that at the expense of my mental wellness, the people that are working on this is wellness and also the core values of the company. So, so far at the moment of time, I own 100% of the equity of the business that we have taken no investment on. We've got the uh, business to a point where we've got an app on the app store, an app on the Google Play Store in the next few weeks, and also a B2B port for restaurants to upload their menus and to, to manage things from there. Um, in terms of from the marketing perspective, we have a really exciting plan going forward. Um, we're looking to grow into the United States and, and, and globally really everywhere. Um, it's a little bit under wraps right now, to be honest with you. I'd say watch this space, but it includes the things you'd expect, social media, celebrity endorsements, um, reaching out to bloggers, reaching out to influencers, um, television ads, all, all the sort of things, but done in a real clever way. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of, I don't want to give too much away because it's, it's, it, it'll ruin the, the, uh, the impact, shall we say, maybe. No, tell me what were your personal, professional and financial struggles? Wow, that's a, that's a deep question. So financially, I have gone bankrupt before, um, not through business, through a personal like trauma that I went through. Uh, personal goals. So as, as I said yesterday, I actually put a video up um, about what my, my underlying life mission is. And for me, it's to enable people to be successful. I said that just before, but I really, truly believe in that. So, you know, just this week, um, I was interviewing someone for my, my podcast called Too Many Cooks and they were like, I'd love to start my own podcast, but I just don't know how, can you help me? Those kind of opportunities to me, I thrive on. I actually probably get more enjoyment out of helping someone else attain and reach their goals than, than, than mine to a lot to some degree. Um, my goals are to become very financially successful, but not for the reasons just for the material trappings, albeit they are a nice icing or cherry on top of the cake the main reason is to be able to give back and use resources in a very meaningful way so if i have charities close to me or i want to create a philanthropic um association for myself for my family um to support those around me if a friend's got a business idea i want to be able to help them out with the meaningful um resources and unfortunately in this world in fact it just came out today i've got it behind the screen um this is um this is the sunday times rich list so in the uk this here is pretty much the guide to the thousand wealthiest people from a financial point of view that, that, that people know about. And um, unfortunately, as I say, in this global world, until you're on a list or you have a certain financial value, people don't necessarily take you so seriously and your influence and platform is, um, is lessened. 
So for me, you know, the minute you're worth 100 million pounds, 10 million pounds, a billion pounds, whatever, all of a sudden when you're giving a keynote speech or when you're saying something on Instagram or you're saying something via YouTube, people are like, oh, that guy's worth 10 million pounds. Let's listen to what he's got to say. Unfortunately, that's the way of the world. Um, and people care more about those things than they ought to. Um, so for me, that's one of the big reasons I want to get to that point is to be able to have that sphere of influence to make a positive change. Wow, that, that's kind of extreme. So you have to be rich in order for you to be listened to. That's, that's really deep. No, no, no. I think, I think not, not at all, but it, but it doesn't hurt. At the end of the day, um, you have a huge degree of influence with wealth because you have the resources available. Not at all. There are people, I'm saying it, not saying it's right, I'm just saying this is, this is the general view. If you look at who people hang every word upon, it's celebrities that have got a certain influence. It's people that have got a certain influence. And it's not fair. It's absolutely not fair. And I don't, I'm not saying it is, and it should not be like that at all. But however, for me to be able to do what I want to do, I need a certain amount of resources, both to give those away, one, and two, for people to actually go, oh, let's listen to this guy. Let's take him more seriously. Um, I mean, at the point I'm at now, I still very much have a big sphere of influence. There's no question about that. And I don't have that financial um, success, quote unquote. And it's not my only driver by any stretch of imagination, but it's a very useful tool. It's a very useful vehicle to get you to the destination um, that I'm trying to get to. What has your life been since you've overcome those struggles? That's a really great question. Um, it's, it's very recently that I um, have really figured out and had the self-awareness um, of who I actually am and who I want to be and, and where I'm going. And once you have got over those um, life struggles, as you, as you um, label them, which are always there, obviously, you know, wherever stage you're at, there's always different things that, that come in and are from left field that you don't expect or, or whatever. Life's not a bed of roses. There's always different things that happen, right? Thorns and things. But it's being self-aware, knowing how to deal with them um, has allowed me to be able to be consistent every single day and perform at a high level without burning out. Because the worst thing you can do is, is as one of my old directors at Tesco used to say, you don't want to be a firework. In other words, you don't want to be someone that's like great for two minutes and then there's nothing. You want to be like a candle that slowly burns, that's consistently doing whatever you're trying to do. For example, with your podcast, right? There'd be no benefit for you just doing five episodes and done. You need to do like 500 episodes and keep going and going and going no matter what as like, like a candle rather than that firework. So since I have heeded that advice and um, for not unfortunate, but the way I had to do that for me to learn it the hard way was go through the pain and suffering. Whereas I think other people maybe smarter than I can learn from others in a more um, conducive way. Whereas for me, I had to learn a bit, a bit myself rather than be told, don't do this, don't do that. And since that point, um, yeah, I've been able to consistently achieve my goals, consistently um, be in a great mindset. And um, I wake up every day and I enjoy what I do. And I know that sounds really cliche, and really corny, but I have, going back to what you said before, in terms of financial success, I have probably the least financial resources that I've ever had at this point. And yeah, I'm the happiest. And there's a lot to be said about that. Um, so that, that's super interesting. Now, has the coronavirus affected your personal and professional life in any way? Sure. So personally, it has done because my, my father 
contracted the virus and, and I lived with him and my mother. And so we had to self-isolate for, for a period of time before even the UK was on, on lockdown, um, which was difficult. And then not being able to go outside and not being able to, I like to go to the gym, for example, not being able to go to the gym and just having like that time away from my family, you know, your own time, that, that was very challenging. But I've learned to kind of um, to deal with that and find ways to, to, to get around that. In terms of professionally, it's, uh, it's interesting. So you could th be right in thinking that, hold on a minute, trying to launch a restaurant-based app when all the restaurants are closed and, and will be for an indefinite period is lunacy. It makes totally no sense. But I'm a very positive, optimistic person. So rather than just sitting back and going, let's wait for three months, six months to see what happens here, I've gone and thought, hold on a minute, all of these restaurateurs, whether they're independent cafes or bigger corporate chains, they're normally super busy. Now they're at home, they're not traveling as much, they've got time. All of a sudden, that's an opportunity for me to speak to them, to reach out to them, one. And two, is what's become very interesting, Allergy is a platform because it encourages inclusivity for restaurants and it encourages diners that maybe wouldn't normally go through to the doors of that local Indian restaurant, that local Jamaican restaurant, et cetera, et cetera. It's actually a great platform for the restaurateurs to look at now, come on board now. And then when the restaurants open back up, they've got a new uh, level of footfall into their doors. And um, we're seeing loads of restaurants taking us up on that. And we have decided to, or I've decided to um, waive all the monthly normal fees until 2021 to help restaurants um, through this so they can come on board with us for no charge um, and get access to, to the platform. Has the restaurants ever thought about ordering to um, kind of do a delivery system for the customers out there since the coronavirus? So, so what do you mean? Do you mean within our app or the restaurants themselves? Well, well probably from both ends. Okay, so within our app, um, go, you know, the idea initially is let's create something of value that people can use that have dietary requirements or restrictions. That's the first thing. We are being asked more and more from uh, diners to, to, be, to link with um, the ordering platforms and when restaurants reopen the reservation platform. So it's part of the future plan, the future roadmap, for want of a better phrase. Um, right this second, it's not a focus um however it will be going forward so we want to create a product that people want to use and love first and then we'll add on all these different um elements in terms of the restaurants in the uk into the delivery um well right now there is no other option for restaurants so if you want to open and bring in revenue you cannot um legally um have any seating in the restaurant so there have been a load of restaurants that would normally offer takeaway some more of the high-end uh fine dining restaurants have absolutely come on to um delivery platforms and i think there will be some longer term impacts of that where restaurants that maybe wouldn't normally consider themselves um want to lower their standards to be on delivery apps all of a sudden they're seeing that their customer base their clientele sometimes on a, on a weeknight or a weekend want that same meal but in their own home environment so i think there will be a a a, a amount of restaurants that wouldn't have considered delivery before that will then have that as another revenue stream after um, this is all over. What's your neighborhood situation like since the coronavirus? Um, not a huge change, to be honest with you. 
Um, one thing in the UK that we have been doing is on Thursday night at 8 p.m., we do this thing called Clap for Carers, where people go out onto the street and get pots and pans and bang them and, and everything else. And it's, it's, it's really um, amazing to bring the community together like that, because uh, in the UK, we have a national health service um, and people, work, people like, are, are really underpaid and working super hard to keep everyone else safe um, throughout the country. Um, in terms of the rest of the community, what I am noticing is I'm, I'm using a bicycle more and I'm, I'm walking more and these sorts of things. And I'm seeing more and more people on the streets and I'm making an effort to say, hello, how are you doing? Particularly with those that are of an older generation where maybe they're not seeing that. What app has helped you with managing your budget or finances? Wow, that's a good question. Um, I don't use an app for that, to be honest with you. I just, I'm very aware of, what I've got coming in and what I've got going out. I mean, there's a fa- I say it's not a famous, but there is, there's a rap song that I used to listen to and there's a sentence in there and I'm going mis- to I'm gonna paraphrase it. I know the exact way it was put. Basically saying, if your income, um, if your expenses are more than your income, do the maths. And that's all you've got to worry about. You know, if you're earning a million pound a month and you're spending a million and one, that's a problem. If you're earning a pound a month, but you're only spending 70p, you're all good. So it doesn't matter what you're earning, what you're spending. You just got to make sure the earnings always higher than the spending. What's your favorite dream trip? Dream trip? Wow. That's a really good question. There's so many, there's so many places that I want to go to. Um, you're talking about like, like holiday-wise, right? Yeah. Well, it can be a vacation as well. Well, okay, I'll, I'll, give it, I'll answer it a bit differently. My ambition has always been to move to the United States. Um, I, I've been there an awful lot. So I'd say rather than a vacation, I just like a lifestyle whereby, you know, I don't particularly like the cold, I don't particularly like the boiling hot either. So like be able to, you know, a lifestyle where I can be where I want, when I want, how I want, with who I want. That, that's the, the, the big thing for me. So, you know, if it's too hot in California, I can move over to New York. If I want to go somewhere else, I can go to Japan. Like, that's what I crave. It's not having a week or two holiday. It's creating a lifestyle where I'm able to move whenever I see fit. What's your morning routine? Good question. It's super important. So I, I prefer the word structure to routines. I think routine becomes mundane and it becomes boring. Whereas a structure is something where you work within that structure, but you can always chop and change depending on your mood. So I wake up typically at half five, 5.30 a.m., sorry. Um, I will come downstairs. I'll turn my laptop on. I will look at, I normally break down my day into like, I look at the tasks that I've set. So I use a great to-do list app called Microsoft To-Do List, which is brilliant. And I'll look at what I've planned for the day and I'll go, right, of those 10, 20, 30 things, whatever it is, what are the top three priorities and how long this is the cre- crucial that's made the big difference how long will each of those things take do i estimate and i've gotten very good at that so i now know this thing takes 30 minutes this thing takes three hours and i'm realistic because the worst you can do is put i want to do 30 things today and each thing takes an hour guess what you haven't got enough hours in the day to do that so that's that's the big thing um i'll then break off at maybe three four hours in three hours maybe and i will go on a, a bike ride or do some sort of exercise um and that's how I have breakfast in that point as well normally porridge or something like that um and that's roughly the morning routine and the other big thing i do as well actually is i um started writing a journal but i become it became, became a bit negative i think you can get a bit negative with journaling so what i've done instead is i use uh, zoom actually and i record a vlog of 
whatever I'm thinking about, maybe what, how, how the day is going to look or what I did yesterday or what I've been thinking about. Sometimes it's 30 seconds, sometimes it's five minutes, just capturing that moment. And I don't reflect on it at the moment, but at a certain point in time, you know, hopefully when allergy becomes really successful, I can go back and go, oh, these were the steps I took. And I'm really doing this recording to help other people so they can see what it was like from the very beginning, not what it's like now. Because the biggest mistake you can make as a person is comparing your day one to someone else's day 20, day 30, day 200, for example. How do you find a balance between home and work? Great question. So I actually live and work from the same place. And um, I also hate the word balance because a balance is two equally opposing things that are balanced, right? That are in, in, in complete equilibrium. I prefer the word harmony. And harmony is where two different things come together to create something greater than the um, contributing parts. So how do I create it? Like I said before to you, it's about change of state. So I don't say to myself, right, I've worked three hours. Now I deserve three hours off. And vice versa, I don't say, right, I've played golf for four hours. Now I need to work really hard. I just go off feeling. If I feel that I want to put in five hours that day or one hour or 30 minutes or this task or that task, there's certain times where you've got to hit deadlines. That, that, that is a fact of life, no question. But, without, but around that, especially working for myself, um, I've got to create an environment for me that's consistent that I'm enjoying every day. Because there's no point, I'm not going to commit to something for five years, 10 years plus, if it's a real chore every day and it's a struggle. Um, so for me, creating that harmony is so important. And as I say, it may well be after this call today that I decide, you know what, I'm done for the day. Or I might think to myself, you know what, actually I'll do this. And I might be reading a book. To, it's that constantly changing the state and being self-aware going back to that point and knowing what I need to, to keep myself happy and, and fulfilled. Now, I want you to tell me on some safety tips to take precaution of the coronavirus. Sure. So um, a, lot, a lot of it is government advice. So um, I don't want to be over repetitive, but, but effectively speaking, um, washing your hands regularly, cleanliness and hygiene are of paramount importance. Um, I think it's very important that people get outside whether it's for fitness, whether it's just a walk for fresh air, et cetera. Whilst doing that, obviously keep a safe distance working people. Um, limit the amount of um, touch in terms of hugging people and kissing people, all those sorts of things as you can. And be super careful and um, considerate with more vulnerable people. So it may well be that you can't go and see your grandparents or your parents because of, of different reasons, but you can still call them. You can still use Zoom, use technology, um, to keep connected and as I said before I think it's really important that when you're out and about and you are seeing people in the street stop say hello take the time to understand and to, to to have that conversation it might just be the only person they speak to that day and vice versa so they were my kind of top tips now tell me how does the allergy app work sure um, I can actually show you very quickly on the screen so basically here we go um, you load the app up, and when you go through the app, you will be asked to define uh, which diet of these diets that you follow, and you just simply click whichever. I've selected vegan, as you can see there. The next thing you'll be asked is uh, which allergens do you want to avoid. These allergens have been chosen from the top 14 allergens that most covers most people. And again, you, collect, you, you select which are relevant. Then you will see a, a nearby list of restaurants to your location. You then will click into, let's take this restaurant here. 
Um, uh, hold on, we've got some, some errors. Bizarre. Have a look at what's going on. But effectively, you click into a restaurant, and then you'll see a menu that's tailored to your requirements only. So all the menu items that don't work for you are excluded and they're not shown. You'll then click through to that dish on the dish level, and you'll then see which allergens are present and which diets it uh, pertains to. And on top of that, if there's any additional information that the restaurant needs to tell you about that particular dish, for example. So it's very, very simple. So the app is only available in the UK right now? No, the app is available internationally in terms of downloading. In terms of where the locations are, at the moment it's in the UK. Um, so if you, you can download it, for example, it's on only on Apple right this second, but within the next three or four weeks, it will be on Android as well. So anywhere in the world, you can download the app. However, the caveat is right now, we're based in terms of restaurants in the UK, but we will be rolling out more and more countries as time goes on. Okay. So I have no questions for you anymore. <laughs> so that's the end of the questioning. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you reaching out to me and you're saying, oh, I want to really come on the show and I want to really share my insight and I really want to share everything that you have created and you have built for persons with allergies. And I want to thank you so much for doing so. Um, thank you. I mean, to give anybody that gives anyone else a platform to, to, to talk and even just to meet you, as I said in, in the pre-recording, like I'm not concerned as to whether 500 people, five people, zero people watch this. The fact that I'm conversing with you all the way across the other side of the world, I think it's amazing. Um, and thank you so much for, for doing what you do and, and helping people. It's amazing. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Insaf Nutrition Podcast. Now, I hope you were inspired by today's guest journey and the encouragement to take full control of your destiny in your own allergy-free and alternative health journey. Now, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever thought of giving the show a five-star rating? or even leaving a review? Well, here is your chance to do so. If you love the valuable gems presented in today's episode, please take this moment to assist and support the podcast by giving it a five-star rating, leaving a review, and subscribing to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform for new episode updates or notifications on your phone. This will help me and future listeners in a tremendous way by not allowing the podcast to get lost in the podcasting space. I would be so super grateful and appreciative that I would read out your review at the beginning of the next episode of the Insafa Nutrition Podcast. Please don't hide or be selfish because I want you to spread the word about the Insafa Nutrition Podcast to your friends, family and neighbors as it can and it will uplift their spirits. So to all allergy-free and alternative health explorers, keep on discovering new things that will help you on your journey. I will see you in the next episode. Signing off, allergy-free explorers.